Thank you for joining us tonight for the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. And I'm excited to have a friend of mine on as our guest. And he was a pretty darn good uh, football player. Let's don't go quite that far, Bill. Just I've not introduced you yet, <laughs> Kelly. But my friend Kelly Holcomb, the, uh, the Phantom Falcon from Lincoln County. But yes, I'm I'm glad that he has agreed to join us. Thanks for stopping by, Kelly. Absolutely. I mean, it's way past my bedtime. I'm still struggling with why I'm here. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you agreed to come on. But I'm very glad well, that you well, did. Well, when I was when I was watching my Bills play at the house, I was seriously wondering why I did. I'm like, why am I going to do this with Bill? What about what about Josh Allen? He's a hall. Yeah, he's yeah. He's He's pretty good. I mean, that, that game tonight's really good. You got two really good quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and they're running Josh Allen, which that guy, I mean, they said he weighed, I mean, he's almost 240, which is just crazy to me. Those guys are so big now. Patrick Mahomes is a big old, big guy too, but he doesn't, he doesn't run as much as Josh Allen, but Josh Allen can make things happen with his feet. He just moves around. He, you know, he can buy extra time and. He's six um, four, six five, two what fifty? Two, uh, no, I think he's two thirty seven. Is what they said tonight. But still, that's a big, uh, that's a big human being. That's uh, that can throw the ball, and he's really accurate with the football. And he's a he's a young guy. And I'm I'm happy because I still got one of my really good friends is still the equipment manager up there. So I'm. Uh, You're pulling. For oh, the absolutely! I always pull for the Bills. I love the Bills. I, I I love Western New York. I can't say anything about New York, but like Western New, New York. York City. Yeah, I I really like Western New York. It was a great place. It, you know, it's just it gets cold. Uh, it snows a bunch, but I enjoy the that. fans. What about the fans? Oh, they're awesome. I mean, those fans up there are awesome, and they, you know, I think uh, you know Sean McDermott is a coach, but he, I mean. It, 17 years without something like that going going to the playoffs. I mean, after they made that run with Jim Kelly and all those guys. Four years, four in, a years in a row. Yeah. And just being really, really good with Bill Poland as the general manager and all those guys. I mean, they just kept going back to Super Bowls. And unfortunately, they lost all four of them. But Scott Norwood. Why, was it wide right? Yeah. I yeah. hate it. Because my favorite team growing up, guess who it was? Was it the Bills? Well, think about it. What's my first name? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my favorite animal growing up was a buffalo and a cheetah. So, Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. When I was a kid, you, you probably uh, don't remember this, but Sears catalog, you could buy the NFL jackets. Yeah, I do remember I that. I still yeah. have my Buffalo Bills from 1973, <laughs> 74. My favorite player was the Juice. The Juice, okay? OJ, There was yeah. a gentleman here in Murfreesboro who played for the Bills, Robert James. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was a great cornerback, defensive back, tall. Yeah. He played yeah, – Fisk. He played at Holloway, then went to Fisk, then went to Buffalo. Apparently, yeah. he was OJ's roommate or something. But they had a yeah. My my wife actually, Buffy was it? Was that his yeah, daughter? He, yeah, she yeah, was she, like an all American track star. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. She went to school with her too. So that was uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Robert James. I think he was number twenty eight. But I I've got all their football cards. But uh, they had a quarterback by the name because you like this because you're a quarterback. Joe, Joe Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, he played at Arkansas. He liked to fight. Yeah, Joe Ferguson. He I remember mean, Joe. Man. I remember Joe, Joe Ferguson. Man, we're, we're dating ourselves right now. Well, they also, about that. let me tell you this: they had a wide receiver by the name. He played played at Oregon. His name was Bobby Moore. He changed his name yeah, absolutely to Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. He was married I've, to Felicia for a shot. Yeah, this absolutely, absolutely. Hus yeah. Huxtable. That's correct. <laughs> they, well, had, <laughs> they had. They had a wealth a, of useful, <laughs> useless <laughs> knowledge, Bill Kelly. Their fullback was Jim Braxton. 
Wow. Yeah, they were they were good, but uh, the juice he that one year that he ran for two thousand three yards, but he uh yeah I don't. I don't know what happened, but something happened. I don't know if he did or didn't do it. We're not, we're not here to talk about the juice. No, let's don't get into that, or, please. Yeah, we're not. So I've got some stuff here. We're going to delve into a, a, a little trivia game with, well, we'll just call it Kelly Holcomb Trivia. But before we do, I want to do some shout-outs and uh, some condolences. I know, uh, I know two people that passed away and that was blake tidwell of bell jewelers and i know my condolences go to lee his wife and uh lisa halliburton his daughter and greg tidwell his son they were a fixture here or blake was a fixture here with bell jewelers and he's a great businessman just a great man in in general he actually started a golf tournament for the blind i did you know i didn't know that but he did and um did a lot of good stuff for people and then there was another, uh, you know, uh, a Jerry Yates, who was a musician, who was Detective Michael Yates' father. Uh, my condolences go to Michael and his family. So uh, anyway, and I want to go ahead and thank our sponsors before I forget. I want to thank Nate the Great Burns with Grand Slam Collectibles. If you know anything about football cards, baseball cards, in the last year because of COVID-19, people are going to their closet a lot of them are staying, you know, a lot of people have been staying home, maybe not been working. They're finding these cards. Mm-hmm. And they're going to Nate the Great or different collectible places. With Grand Slam collectibles here in town on Broad Street. They're finding cards, and they're worth thousands of dollars. But you need, I know you're not a social media guy oh, like no, me, I, but no. this guy's got it going on. Does he? Oh, he it's That's amazing real. what cards can go for, man. You 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 have some of those cards like way back in the you know the day with Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth. The fifty two Mickey Mantle. His yeah, I mean, it's card. crazy, dude. Man. How much I just I've never been into. I guess I played, but I never. When I was a kid, I collected a few of them, but I've never really been into that. I don't. I don't. People get into that. I know they do because I, I I still receive stuff in the mail that I'm my sure wife yeah that my wife gives me and I have to sign cards so it'll stack up on me and then I'll I'll sign them one day and then send them out but it's a that's amazing Isn't what cards wild? can bring. Yes. I've got a Kelly Holcomb card. I was hoping you would sign it later. <laughs> but they did a show. Bryant Gumble Real Sports on mm-hmm. HBO did a special and Nate the Great Burns was on that special. So that tells you, I mean, it's it's being seen a little. He had a dream or a vision about baseball cards. When he was a kid, he said, I'm going to have me a baseball card shop, and I'm going to do great things. He's done very well financially. Yeah. I mean, he's done, he, he's done very well. And I know you've done well, too, but he's he's done very well, and he gives back to his community of, like, Huntland, Tennessee. He, he gives money back. He does a lot for the needy, and I think that's great. Uh, I want to thank Rhonda McCray with Iberia Bank Mortgage. If you need a loan, you need a mortgage, give Rhonda McCrary a shout. And then if you get ready to close your loan, call Tabitha Keene at Regal Title here on West Main Street. Hey, if you're needing a job driving a truck, Kelly, call my friends Bill Walker and Jenna Burgess with Garrison Fort Trucking. And then I know you probably I know you're a golfer. I've played golf with this guy and he I mean he's a scratch golfer. He could be on the senior tour oh, right now. If, a scratch. if he wasn't at Florida on the beach all the time. But uh <laughs> Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the very first place I uh played golf. It's not a, a bad nine, place. Not a bad place to play. Well, think about it. It's right there by the Duck River. I mean it's like nine bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you got, they've got golf carts, but Tink Grover, he owns it. 
Go give them a shout. It's off of uh, exit 105 going towards Chattanooga on I-24, five minutes off the interstate. It's beautiful. If you like country, you like deer or whatever, just don't take your gun and shoot the deer. But uh, <laughs> Old Stone Fork Golf Course. And then if you have a problem with a wheel, you need tires, give Mitch Robinson a call with Wheelworks here on South Church Street. If you need a vitamin B12 shot, give Stevie Smoot a call. Go by see her at Bio Renew off of Thompson Lane. That's all of our sponsors. Well, I you think were, that's pretty good. That is pretty uh, good. Do they, know, do they know who they're dealing well, with? They, <laughs> I mean, do they really know? Michael, and I want to give a shout to Michael Lynn White, my co-host. She was in Miami, and she's not here tonight. So we're going to get a good idea of our views. So this is the first on, time you've actually hosted I'm, this a show by yourself? Well, this is the first time I ever. Oh, wow. Kelly. It's the first time ever, and I'm just. That's awesome, Bill. I'm just glad I'm happy. I'm just I'm just stumped because you do have a lot of sponsors. That's amazing. I mean, do they? Yeah, they, they know do. what they're dealing with, obviously. Well, they do. I mean, they've. I, I'm a, I'm amazed they do too, Kelly. <laughs> but you know, being, AKA Mr. Murfreesboro, has its perks and privileges. But but really, it's about the community. It's nothing to do about me. It's it's about helping others. Um, I know I want to delve into. You know, I said we're going to start a Kelly Holcomb trivia game here. And I'll just go ahead and run this one by you, Kelly. My first question is, name the teams you played for in the NFL. Good gracious, man. You, you, uh, my CTE is kicking in. Uh, we're I, start, I actually concussions I, well, next. I, well, let's don't. I, I actually started out with Tampa Bay back in the cream sickle. Was that not – you had a uh, one of those uniforms with yeah, Buccaneer like Bruce, Doug Williams. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Buccaneer Bruce. Yes, absolutely. I, I was down Buccaneer there Bruce. in 1995. <laughs> Sam White was my coach. Uh, we were talking about it out in the lobby. Sam Sam White. I, uh, I was I was with him, and then I I was later with him in Buffalo. We got to know Sam really well, and uh, Sam passed away about a year ago. Right. I, I you know I normally talk to him about once a year, and. I was going to call him, and then my wife texted me one day and said, you know, Sam passed away. And I'm like, I had no idea, yeah. no idea that Sam passed away. But I, I really like Sam. He was a good dude. He had some health issues. He had a had some throat throat issues, and I know that they cut his vocal cords. But He uh, was known for coaching the Bengals, too. Yeah, that's Icky right. Woods. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He coached them to the Super Bowl. Right. Chris Collinsworth, right. uh, Boomer Sice, and all those guys. So uh, he, he, was, he was a really good coach. So I started out at Tampa Bay, and then – and then he sent me to uh, the World League, which I was in Barcelona. And then I came back, and then, you know, he got fired. And then Tony Dungy uh, took over. And I had, you know, you come with a certain coach, and then you, you get involved with another coach, and they don't really know anything about you. And then, right. you know, they cut me, and I came back here, and I actually finished my degree because I don't know if I would have ever finished my degree, you know, looking back on my right. life and see how it was. But. Uh, I came back and I was able to finish my degree and I, I had a I had a class and I forget the class but uh, the uh, the teacher allowed me to do it because right when I finished my I, I had an internship because uh, I did I was in uh, what did I uh, exercise science so was that I, your major yeah exercise science so I had to do an internship and I did it with Dr Johns yeah yeah I worked for Dr oh, Johns. Tom Johns yeah. yeah and then right when that finished. It was like two or three days later, the Indianapolis Colts called me, and I went to Indianapolis, and I stayed for five years. And there was somebody else that played there. It was a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well, when I first started, it was it was Jim Harbaugh. 
Jim, yeah, who Jim Harbaugh. he's a coach now, or yeah. was a coach? No, he is a coach. He coached for Michigan, but Jim Harbaugh was the was the quarterback, and then and then he got uh, he got he went off somewhere else, and then they ended up. Uh, Lindy and Fonny was my coach, which I think you're going to ask me later because I guess this is going to be all about me, which we really shouldn't do. But it's it's, it's okay. I want to hear. But Lindy and Fonny was my coach, and I really like Lindy. Lindy's passed away too, but he was a good guy. Uh, he got fired, and then uh, Jim Moore came in, and Jim Moore and those guys drafted Peyton. The playoffs. So, yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. So I was with uh, I was with him. I was with Peyton for three years with Jim Moore and Tom Moore and Bruce Arians, all those guys, which became. Which are still my really good friends, man. I love Tom Moore. I love Bruce Arians. They're, they're my guys, and all those guys, all those coaches that are in Tampa right now are, you know, former teammates of mine or former coaches of mine. Which is kind of crazy. The whole staff, pretty much. I know the whole staff. So, I got to see I got to see Bruce and Tom uh, when Peyton got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. I went up for to, for the Hall of Fame, which was really cool because I got to see a bunch of my oh, oh, former teammates. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. So we got to hang out with those guys for a while and. Bruce told me, he said, you better hurry up if you're going to coach, man, because I'm not going to coach too much longer. So, I I don't know. My wife wants me to go do that after I finish high school, you know, my Dude, high school great, endeavors. I don't, I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what the Lord has for me? I don't know. Right. But that still would be cool. I, it I, would be cool. I mean, you know, you go down there and, and they got Brady right now. They won convincingly today against Miami. I think it was 45 to 17 or something like that. 45 yeah. to 13, something. So It looks like we're fixing to take a break here in just a minute. Hey, we're going to follow up with that. Uh, you're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show and NFL legend, MTSU great, Kelly Holcomb. This is Mr. Murfreesboro. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. You can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. 
You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Welcome back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. This is your host, Bill Wilson, and we're in the studio. We're joining the studio with MTSU great and NFL veteran Kelly Holcomb. When we were talking, when we left left off, we were talking about uh, what you know. I was asking you about uh, your name, the coaches. Well, my name, the teams. Name first, the teams yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is, I, I was. Uh, and is the I NFL? Think, is, I, the, is the NFL? Did they have anything to do with the World Football League? Was that part like a farm? Well, system? it was kind of a farm league for you know for a little while. We get we got to stay over three months, which was it's cool to get to see the because uh, we played in played in Germany, you played in England, you played in uh, Amsterdam. Uh, so I mean, it was it was, uh, and then we got to play in Scotland. So and, what was and, the food like? Was it uh, food was not. You not know, they good. tried to Americanize the food where we were. We were in the only sports sports bar in Spain. Really? Yeah, we, me and my wife had a room right above it, so those people really love their soccer. It's foot, yeah, football. It's foot, football, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it, it was it was cool to live over there. It was cool to live in Scotland. I tell you a, a cool story. When we played the Scottish Claymores, uh, Steve Matthews from Tullahoma. Yeah, he quarterback. Was, he was the quarterback for the Scottish Claymores. But the night that we went over there was the night that they released uh, Braveheart with Mel Gibson. And we got to see Braveheart in Scotland. That was in That's Edin- cool. in Edinburgh, Scotland. That was pretty cool. Could we, we there was like four guys, and we all went to see that movie. And we were the four, the last four seats in that movie, and we had to sit right on the front row, and we were looking up right at this big screen. But that's cool. That man. was pretty cool. So I've had some, um, you know, I've had some cool experiences because of football. I, I love the game. I still love the game. It, it was. Uh, and the kids hadn't come along yet, right? Or had? No, they, they had not. Okay. No, my wife and I had just gotten married. Uh, I think we were. We were over there on our one-year anniversary, uh, so she she took a she took a piece of wedding cake over there because you're supposed to eat a wedding cake, you know, on right. your one-year anniversary. That's so a- yeah, that was nasty. We <laughs> ate it on the Mediterranean Sea, and I think we threw it out into the sea when we finished. <laughs> Shark bait. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But that was uh, that was pretty cool, man. We 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 got to do some really cool things, and that that was fun because I, I got to uh, you know when I played in. Uh, we played the London Monarchs, and it was in it was in uh, it was right in London. And uh, the refrigerator, refrigerator Perry was there. He was he was one of the defensive linemen. Wow! And he he just came over there for you know to give that kind of publicity. He sure. didn't really had to do anything, but I can remember being out there, and the fridge was there, and it was pouring down rain. That was the worst game I'd ever played, and my still to this day that was the worst game we had because there were literally puddles. It rained the whole game. Yeah. You couldn't get a snap. It was awful. A soggy mess. It was terrible. I mean, yeah. it was it was awful. So, but yeah, that was that was cool to get to go over there, Coach McNeil, which is um, Coach McNeil still he's still here. His son, I talked to his son. His son coaches at Louisville, and uh, Jack McNeil Jr. and asked him how Coach was doing, and uh, he was supposed to email me, but he didn't. But that was a that was a cool time to get to go over there, and you know, Just when we were young, and and, yeah, we were young, and she's you know, my, Lori stayed over there the whole time I was there, so that was. Uh, did she have a bunco night with her girlfriends? Or y'all didn't really? She, she did. And she well, she she. Uh, th- this is this is another funny story. I'm, I'm going to try yeah. to keep it G-rated on the air. But come on, uh, come but on. 
But my whole thing was every day coming back, I was scared to death because we were right on those beaches over there. And, you know, beaches in Europe are what? They're topless beaches. Yeah, yeah. And I was scared to death. Little boy from Lincoln County. Well, yeah, I was scared to death that my wife would partake in that one day. And we were coming back on the from the bus <laughs> from practice. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I was really I worried about that. I know you're up breaking the... Yeah, exactly. CLC. So I was really worried about that. So it was, a, you know, you're in a different place. I mean, I can... Yeah, you're in a you're in a different place over there. I mean, it's just uh, it's not so bad for the guy. It's the the girls, the guys. You know, you. Well, there were there's yeah there's some of that too. So I yeah, <laughs> I mean it's that different. was it was crazy, man. It it was uh, it was cool. It was a cool experience to get to see how other people live. Uh, right, the culture and all the that culture stuff. and and um, you know when you go to a restaurant over there, uh, you would like you would you like over here we finish eating. Right, and then you want your check. You want to go home, or you want to do like something Davis, else. Yeah. Well, when you go over there, like that is a social hour for them. So, like they'll spend three or four hours in a restaurant just talking. And so, throwing like, some wine back. Or yeah, whatever. absolutely. And you'll you'll get your you'll you'll get your food. You'll eat your food, and then that's just half of it. I mean, the people sit there and they'll, like you say, they'll get wine, they'll get beer, seven course meal. Yeah, I mean, and then you ask the waitress or the waiter. To bring your check, and they won't show back up for another hour. It's crazy. Serious? I'm serious. Like, like they'll like you're trying to rush them, and they won't come back. And it's rude to them, probably. It is when you is start it? doing that. It's really rude. And coming to them. from the south, yeah, we're laid back already. I know it's really rude, but you know, you you go over there, and from one to four, it's siesta. So if you don't get anything, like they shut everything down. Everybody goes home. They stay up all night, which I can understand why they have to have the. They have to go home and go to sleep, or they have to run some errands. I don't know, but they. Stay it's up not to like, like New Orleans, though. It's nothing like New Orleans. No, but they'll they? still stay up to like two or three or four o'clock in the morning. They're watching soccer. They're doing whatever, and then you know they get up and they go to work, and then by like one o'clock, if you don't have your stuff done by one o'clock, the whole town shuts down. Everything shuts down. Wow. They go home. They do things. Right. It's but, uh yeah, it's pretty cool to get to get to see how other people live and their culture. It's 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 quite different from here. Have you ever used that in life today with Lord if she, like chores like if you're working on the dam out there where you're hunting beaver because I know you you've had yeah, some those, problems with beaver. I still got those problems with beavers, man. But they hadn't been they hadn't been bad. They've I, I kept it's, I kept busting their dam up and they went and they somewhere else. So clogging it, we'll have to get the city involved. They don't care anything. I've, I've already I've already called somebody about that. For I mean, yeah, for they're listening. I, call, I called somebody about that, and they, you know, they, you know, a small rodent problem, and they was like, "Well, it's four hundred dollars a for a beaver," and I'm like, "Yeah, no. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it myself." So, right. I don't. I mean, they, you know, they got to live too. But I tell you what, they're very destructive. They, they, uh, if if they were somewhere like. They came up in my yard a couple of times, and they tried to get some of my big trees. And if they kept doing that, I was going to have to hunt them. But, like, they're down in some woods down there where... You've kind of caught them and then move them down to your neighbors, right? Is that what you're trying to tell well, us? No, well, I don't know if I could catch them, man. You just you have to stay up all night. Like, you go out there at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you can hear them sometimes. Coming from like, Lincoln County, you should know stuff like this, Kelly. Well, I've never had to deal with beavers, though, man. I mean, good gracious. <laughs> the first time I really got to know Kelly, we were playing golf, and I... <laughs> That was you were saying you were being held up because the your the beavers were like had a dam in your 
Yeah, I mean, I had to, I used to go out. I had to bust it, bust it up. I mean, and I I, I busted it it's up like, enough that it's they, like a defensive line. Yeah, they went down the creek and did it somewhere else. So I, you know, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, we're, we're here. Hey, if y'all want, I thank y'all to the listeners for mm-hmm. watching and listening. If you want to watch the show, you can go to Mister Murfreesboro on Facebook, and if you want to call in and ask Kelly a question or me a question, dial six one five eight nine three. 1450. We're going to continue with the Kelly Hokum trivia game here. Number two, this is going to be really, we, we actually didn't get to all of your. No, I didn't, but that's fine. All right. Number two, name the stadiums that you played in. I'm talking about your homes. Not, I'm not going to ask you to name every stadium you played in, but name the your home stadium, whether it was Buffalo, uh, Cleveland, uh, Minnesota. Well, I don't know. I don't know the names of the stadiums. Oh, I mean, I don't know on, the actual just, names okay. of the stadium. Brown Stadium, like the Bills. I think it was. I'm not sure if it was Rich Stadium or it already changed. Well, there's a there's Riches is here in Murfreesboro. Ralph Wilson. I'm going to go and give you a little history lesson. Yeah, give it to Ralph me. Wilson, who owns Riches. He's deceased. It was called the Rich Stadium. Yeah, Rich now Stadium. Now it's the yes. Ralph Wilson Stadium. Oh, it is. Okay. Now. You played in the Indy RCA, RCA Dome. Dome, right? I think it's the Lucas Oil, but I didn't play in that. It was the RCA Dome when I played. And then uh, Minnesota, it was the Hubert Humphrey Metro Metrodome. That's right. And then today it's the U.S. Bank Stadium. Now here's a good one. We talked about this. I actually kind of gave this to you. In 1996, we played for Barcelona Dragons. You played in the Stadia Olympia 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 Montijo. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it was something crazy. Yeah, we and had to, we had to go there every day, like we, because we live like in a a suburb. It was a country suburb. We were on the Mediterranean Sea, which was pretty cool. I mean, you could walk out, and we were olive trees. Yeah, we were there at the yeah. I mean, all that stuff. We were there at the beach. You could see it, the Mediterranean Sea. But we had to we had to board a bus every day, drive thirty minutes to the. To study Olympia, Olympia de Montreal. Yeah, whatever it is. Okay, and we'd have to get dressed, and then we'd go to a practice field. Get dressed. You were on the beach, right? <laughs> what, what, yeah, yeah. So we we would leave. We would leave. It was called Sitges, Spain, is where it was. We would leave there every day at a certain time. We'd drive in. It was thirty minutes. We'd go to the stadium. We'd get dressed, and then we'd get back on the bus. We'd go practice. Right. Then we'd come back to the stadium, get undressed, and then we'd go back to Sitges, which was crazy. I mean, it was a. It, it was a. How it many was a people? Day. That stadium. What did it hold? Thirty thousand, forty thousand. It was a big stadium. I don't know. I mean, the first game we had was really. Uh, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, I remember when. Uh, it's it's funny too because when they boo you, they whistle at you, and I'm like, what are they? I had no clue. Like, what are they doing? I, I asked right. some of the guys. I'm like, what are they doing? And they're like, they're booing at us. And I'm like, that's really not bothering me at all. Like, whistle you, all you, you want to, you, you thought, know what I'm saying? You thought you were doing good. Yeah, right? I'm like, whistle all you want to. Who cares? I didn't know. I Keep mean, they said that that's their booing over here. They just whistle. I'm like, okay, whistle away. I don't care. So then we, we the first game we were there, I think we played Amsterdam. And, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth. Well, we went to overtime. Wow. I think in soccer, I don't know. Do they go to I – th- I think it ends in a tie, right? They Or they go to uh, penalty kicks, don't they? Penalty kicks. That's right. what it is. But – we went yeah. to overtime. Well, the people didn't realize it was overtime, so they left. And y'all are still playing. Yeah, we're still playing. That was. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on here?" They just left. They got up and left. While you were in Spain, and I, I'll tell you, I've done this before in Mexico. Did you go to a bullfight? 
I did not, but some of my teammates went to dude. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Very that's gorgeous. what they were telling me. They they went uh, they went south. I, I think they had to take a the bull take a train a or something. Yeah. No, they took a train. They say it's really gruesome. Like, but they it's t- really gro- gruesome yeah. and gross. And I, I've se- I've seen it on TV, but like, my like bu- the bull has yeah. no chance. No chance that there's a picador. I'm not going to go into because Peter's probably out there in the parking lot waiting on us. <laughs> that's right. But my buddy Ricky Scroggins, who owns Car One down here, a childhood friend of mine. We would fly to Cancun just to go have a good time and some other friends. But we decided to go to a bullfight. Yeah. And the bull comes. I mean, it's a huge bull. Oh, they're huge. Huge. And they agitate. They have a picador comes in on a, a, a horse. They're galloping. And the horse has got armor where the bull mm-hmm. can't get to right. it. And he's got a pick. He just picks at the bull. Yeah. And the bull's already injured when the matador comes in. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, so the. The whole thing, I'm not going to go into gory details, but it was the gorest I've ever been to. Yeah, it's awful. Ricky was, he was like getting sick to his team. He was over there. And, uh, but the thing is, they take the bull in front of you and they chop it up and they uh, take it out on crates and take it to the orphanage. So that's the, I guess if there's a good thing, yeah, it's bad if you're thing. that yeah. bull, but it's good for the children they that's, get to eat. Yeah, they get to eat. Yeah. But that, I just thought that in a culture like that, I mean, the the human spirit i mean we people i mean biblical days uh the lines did i mean people yeah. like val- you know football is a violent game yeah yeah it was and we could talk about i never it. did it i mean some of my some of my uh, teammates went when and did it I, I that uh is it pamplona spain too where they have the running of the bulls running of the bulls correct yeah i wouldn't want to do that either that's it, crazy. I don't see how those bulls stay up with their hooves on those. They're slipping and yeah, sliding. Absolutely. And people are getting you gored. You get gored, man. Oh, That's yeah. just, yeah. You can lose your life doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Every, everybody's different, but people go to car races to either see somebody win or see the crash. People go to boxing matches, UFC. Entertainment. Well, man. it's entertainment. What, uh, it's violence. But let's talk about when we talk. We'll go back to the trivia game here in a minute, but I want to pick your brain for a minute. When you played, you played what thirteen years or four, 13? thirteen? Okay. Yeah. When you started out, the penalty, the rules have changed from when you played. Oh yeah, they've changed a bunch. You don't back in those back. I don't how sound back in those days, but when you played in the nineties, two thousands, if you 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 got hit, did you ever you suffer did get a concussion? Hit, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then was it, there wasn't a protocol today. They're up in the booth now, just like what happened today with that. Uh, is it Matt Jones or Daniel Jones from Alabama, the uh, quarterback for the Giants? He goes, he runs around the left end, and he tries to dive in. Yeah. He hits that D back in the helmet. Well, he looked all right. He stands up. He starts wobbling. He does the well, I've wobble. I've done that. I did that at my first scrimmage up here at MTSU with Coach Donnelly. I, I remember getting knocked out. I was not cold, and then you I remember came who out. did it. Or do you remember what team you were playing? Or is it practice? No, no, no. It was, it was practice. practice. It was it was my first scrimmage. I, I remember. I don't know the guy's name. All I know is his nickname was Bird Dog. And Bird, Bird Dog. Dog knocked me out. <laughs> he knocked me cold. He knocked the Falcon yeah, out. Yeah, he did. He was, you know, that was uh, that was a really bad concussion. I had some other concussions after that, but uh, that was a really bad concussion. And and you know, it's it's different nowadays because I was practicing the next day. You couldn't. I would have. I would have been out for two or three weeks probably. In today's the, absolutely, absolutely. But they've but, got the booth up there, and they saw. And then I know, and Dad, Daniel Jones, yeah, he's from Duke. He's from Duke. But uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I look at that, and he's one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, those guys. Right. I, but I just don't. Uh, 
that's why guys shouldn't run as quarterbacks, man. You're just not used to it. Stay you in the pocket. You don't have the, you know, your body has to get used to all that pounding. Like running backs are used to it. Tight ends are used to it. I'm not saying receivers, but they're more used to it than, than a quarterback. Like quarterbacks never get hit. And then you get into a game because they don't get hit like – like in practice and stuff, they don't get touched. So you don't get hit until the first preseason right. game, even if you get hit because you you're don't not have pads on. I'm just yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's just it's it's crazy. I, yeah, I think the game has changed. I mean, just to give you a perfect example, I, I told you I was at uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, which is a really cool place if you've right. never been. That's a really I, that was the first time I'd ever been. Cat. It yeah. was cool to see all my former teammates, but uh, Peyton's dad was there, and Peyton's dad had just had knee surgery. I think he was. You know, he was walking around really ginger, right. gingerly. So I asked uh, Trey Teague, uh, that lives in Jackson. Trey is like Peyton's best friend. They were right. roommates at UT, and right. I was asking him about Peyton's dad, and he was, he said, "Man, he's like," uh, he said, "Archie just told me one day he's like, we didn't have these rules, you know, like they have nowadays, where you can't touch the quarterback." He's like, "I literally got hit every play." He played for the Saints, and yeah. they got, and they I mean, were terrible. Was, they were awful. Yeah, and he said, "I literally got hit every play." So. And and even when I played, I mean, they you know you got hit. You got hit. You got you hit. Down. But now, nowadays you can't uh, you can't even touch guys. I I don't I think that's part of the game, you know. But it goes back to the money aspect. You're paying all these guys this boatload of money, right? You know, millions and millions, and even it's getting now hundreds of millions of dollars, and right. You know, that's your franchise, and. You know, you got to protect your franchise. Exactly. That's why they've got the the rules of the. It really the is. Flags, yeah, but, it uh, really it really is. I wish I would have. You know, I wish I would have been the franchise guy one time. And well, the helmet. Put a, they could put a red shirt on me. That'd have been great. I'd <laughs> love it. You know. <laughs> well, it's, it's the helmet to helmets. Really, what they're. Uh, it is, and and, and uh, I think they're doing a good job. The NFL's leading that, but I think they're doing a good job. I mean, the, the technology that they got in these helmets nowadays, but you know. Uh, high schools are down with kids, you know, moms and dads not wanting their kids to play, and I just think it's such a, you know, you're always going to have these situations where you have these tragic things happen. Wow, uh, yeah. You know, uh, but I just love the game of football, and they're try- they're doing a great job of, of trying to keep the helmets. I, I don't like the, the rule in, in college where, just like last night in the Alabama game where the Malachi Moore kid, which he should not have done, but I don't think that warrants of a kicking out of the game. Kicked him out. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's going to happen. I don't know what some of the defensive guys are supposed to do when a guy goes down. Like you're, you're trying to keep him from getting in the end zone. What are you supposed to do? And I Just think back that's off, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have to go back. I think in college that like if that happens the first time, you need to get a 15 yard penalty and he needs to get a warning. Now if he does it again, go ahead and kick him yeah, out. Get him you out. Know, of here. Get him out. But. The first time, that, that doesn't warrant getting kicked out of the football game because I think that was a huge – I think Malachi Moore was huge for Alabama because yeah. I think he, you know, actually got the calls and signals in for the DB. So, right. um, you know, that can be huge for somebody, um, you know, in college. And, and the pros, uh, they're doing a good job. Uh, I think some of the fouls are unnecessary. They call, they throw in too many flags nowadays. But, you know, they're trying to keep people safe, which I understand. Y'all didn't have the instant replay when you were – or did they? Oh, yeah, yeah, did they, they did, but it was just now starting. But they didn't throw that. Was it the red flag? It was just starting. Yeah, it was just starting when I, yeah, there was a lot of things just starting when I when I got what, out of it, which is crazy. Yeah. What was something you would change in today's game if you could? Say, if you, what would it be something that I would a change? A rule or a. 
I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one. Uh, that's really putting me on the spot there, Bill. I'm not sure what I'd change. Well, we I, I, I just I, I just don't think. I mean, I, I think that the I think that the referees are getting too involved in the game. I think you need it's still a game, and you right. need to let the guys settle it on the field. I mean, it's got to be an egregious thing for you to call. And so, sometimes, like when you get the last two or three plays and times running out, and you call a pass interference, you know, in certain situations, I, I just they get too flag happy sometimes, and that, that can be a huge outcome of a game. I mean, and that's, well, you know, that's a. I just, I just think that they need to, you know, they're, they're going to have to go back and look at some of that stuff with the, what they call. Right. A lot of it's communication. But like your job as a quarterback with the coach, how many times did you get to call the play, or or did it come from the offensive coordinator? Or did, no, did I you mean, get it, to no, it normally it, it normally comes from the offensive coordinator. Now they'll, they'll they'll give you like. Uh, They'll give you like a check with me, or you hear all these alerts. You know, guys Alert, are alerting, or like guys are killing a play. So you know, you might have a kill kill deal where you got one play call, and you're going to kill that play, and you're going to the second play. Right. So we had. I can remember going. You know, I can remember when I was in Indianapolis. We'd have, we'd have a run play. We'd have two run plays, and then a pass play. Right. So it was the same both ways. So if we had a belly play, which we wanted to go right or left, you just you know you would just if it was two high safeties, you wanted to run the ball. If it was one high safety you wanted to throw it so then you would alert it so you know that's how they can give you things like that and then you know game plan week well hey if they get in this certain defense you know we're going to get out of this and we're going to go to something that takes advantage of that defense so that's now now, now what, back in the day you know like when when Dan Marino came into the league I mean he was calling his own plays those guys called their own plays like you know way back when right you know they'd call their own plays because the coaches are like hey you're out there on the field you're seeing it Right, but nowadays there's there's too much involved. You got too many plays. That's that's hard to. You know that's hard for a quarterback. Like you, you see all these you see all these play sheets that all these coaches have. That's got hundreds of plays on it for you know, third and short, or third and long, or third and five. Right, you know, right. Or fir- first down plays, first down runs, first down passes, second down runs, second down passes, third and short, third and medium, third and long. Wow. You know you got things like that. It's and you see quarterbacks come off the uh, off the field. First thing they do it used to be say college football. Peyton Man grabbed the phone. He's talking right. his. his offensive quarter or whoever up there now you see them they grab their ipad yeah because yeah. Yeah, it used looking. to be a notebook you know you go through right it, but now right it, right but they're what, they they, what you are you, pi- do, what are you well, doing well they're looking at pictures you're looking at what the defense is giving you so if you got a certain formation that you come out you well you want to see you know because you've game planned for it that week well are they doing what we thought that they were going to do or have they changed it right you know, so that's why you know, Peyton would come over there, and now it's the pad, so it makes it easier. You can look at all the, all of your formations and what kind of defensive fronts they're getting into. So it's gotten it's gotten really sophisticated. It sure has compared to just drawing, you know, a football drawing the, the play in the sand or whatever. That's right. It's not like that. Uh, it's not like that anymore. What is the difference between college football, and professional? I know it's a big difference, but when, and you, tell us again. You didn't get drafted. You came in as a free agent. I did. And then uh, made the, the team – well, the first NFL team was in Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I might have practiced Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indianapolis, and, yes. Yeah. So the, – di- The difference in those yeah, games is, is – it, Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's the speed of the game. Right. Uh, you know, in co- even, at, even at these big schools, you know, all these big Division One schools, you know, most of those kids can play. But, like, when you go to the National Football League, you got – 
Like I, I tell people all the time, I had a guy that I played with in Cleveland named Courtney Brown. He was the first pick of the draft for the Cleveland Browns. Played he was, Miami, I think. You no, know, he's no, Penn State. Penn he State, okay. Penn State. So he was the first pick of the draft. He's a defensive lineman. Right. He literally ran a four five forty as a defensive lineman. My lord. So I, I mean, that's why I was the first pick of the draft. I think it was a four five or four six. But like a guy like me who can't run anyway, like I'm not going to outrun that guy, you know? Right. But that's what, that's the difference of it's just the speed of the game. And, you know, young guys don't understand when they're going to college, hey, you know, they had fun in college. I mean, I know it was your job, but, like, they had fun in college. Well, when you get to the pros, you got to produce. Right. Or you're, if, yeah, if you don't produce, gone. I mean, you know, if you're a first-round pick, well, they're going to give you, you know, two years probably, you know, and if you don't show something in two years and they made a mistake and they're going to let you go. But – uh, you you got to go out there on that football field every day in practice and meetings in the weight room. They're always evaluating you, and that's that word when they used to say, "Well, we're evaluating." I was like, "Oh my gosh, evaluating!" Like they 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 evaluate everything you do. Pick it, yeah. They pick it over, yeah. Absolutely, they do. So, you know, they got to know what they're getting, and they got to know that they can trust you. But it's um, it's a, it's a rough business. It's a uh, hardcore business. It's a uh, it. it I tell people that's what it is. It is a business. And if you're not producing, then you're going to be gone. You're gone. Absolutely. Let's get back to this trivia game. Number three, name your head coaches in, in the NFL. So you, you start, okay. you've already named maybe a couple of yeah, them. Yeah. I, I, okay. So when I started, it was Sam White's. And yeah. then, you know, I wasn't really there with Tony Dungy. Then I went to Indianapolis. And I started out with Lindy and Fonny. And then I went to Jim Mora. And then when I went, when I left Indianapolis, I went to Cleveland, which was Butch Davis. And then when I left Cleveland, I went to Buffalo, which was Mike Malarkey, which was down here for the Titans. That's right. I was with Mike Malarkey at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a tight ends coach. And then he he uh, he resigned, and then Dick Geron came along. Defensive guy. He was a Geron. Was he a defensive? Yeah, he was. was. That Dick, okay. Dick, Dick Geron, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then I went to um, – then I got traded to Philadelphia, and I was with Andy Reid for three months. What was that like? Was oh, he, Andy's a good dude, man. I liked uh, I liked Andy. He um, He's all about football, man. I mean, he – Lives, you know, he, breathes. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he lives, breathes it. He stays in the office. Um, you know, that's what all those coaches do. That's that's trying when, to get an edge. Yeah, but that's when it gets too much for me. I mean, when you're sleeping in the office, I just that's yeah. kind of crazy to me. Right. I just you know, it's it it's still football, but you know, you got life outside of football. But some right. people that you know, that's the reason that that's he's their been life. Yeah. That's the reason that he's been successful and he's right. still coaching. So Andy Reid, which I really liked, and then they they ended up trading me to uh, Minnesota and Brad Childress with my. Brad last, Childers. Yeah, Brad Childers for my last. Can you tell us uh, what about Malark? Was he? Was there any? Oh, I still talk out? to Mike. Yeah, I still talk to Where's, Mike. What's he doing now? Because he he was actually winning here the Titans, and that's when Robinson came in and brought Rabel in. I think Malarkey had. Well, see, I don't know I don't the know whole situation. I, I know, I know that. Uh, see, I don't know the situations like when Mike was at. When Mike was at Buffalo, if Mike would have stayed in Buffalo, I'd have probably started the next year, but he left. Right, because he brought me to Buffalo, and I, I'd been with him at Tampa Bay when I just come into the league, and he was a tight ends coach uh, at at Tampa Bay, and then uh, you know I I kept up with him, I knew him, and then uh, you know he was the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers when when we went up there, and I had that really good game in the playoffs. I was so, going to that's yeah, my so next th question. So then uh, 
So then he wanted to get me in Buffalo because he became the head coach at Buffalo. So he brought me into Buffalo to kind of help with the young guy and then to be the backup. And then I ended up starting. And then I don't know what it is about Mike. I think he's really a, uh, a loyal guy. And I think it comes to the point where some things may happen in the organization. And it's the owner's team. I mean, he's writing the check. So maybe – and I don't know this. This is just my opinion. But, like, right. you know, he's done that twice. He's done that – I think in Tennessee, he might have done that in Jacksonville too because he was a head coach in Jacksonville, but he, I know he did it in Tennessee and he did it in Buffalo. I mean, I, it might be a deal where, you know, the, the so, owner comes in and says, hey, I want this guy gone. Like, I want the defensive coordinator gone. I want, yeah, and he's like, no, nope, they're, they're my guys. I'm not going to do it. You know? Then they and, just say, you're out yeah, of here. And then, you know, so you got to commend him. If that, if that is what happens, you know, but I, I like Mike. I saw him at the Hall of Fame. He was, he there. was there. Yeah, he was there. Uh, I forget who was the offensive lineman for the uh, Steelers that went in. Uh, you think he ever got caught? Uh, malarkey. You're full of malarkey. You think? Oh, no, yeah, I'm sure he did. I, I might have said that to him, <laughs> no. too. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Mike's a good uh, – I, I like him. He's a good guy, and I think he was uh, He was a good football coach. He's uh, – you know, I, I don't know what's happened with all those places, but, yeah, I yeah. still keep up with him. Oh, we're having a great show here with MTSU great and NFL veteran quarterback Kelly Holcomb. This is Mr. Murfreesboro Bill Wilson. We'll be right back. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. Stone Ford Golf Course in Manchester is the place to start your game in golf. Located next to the picturesque Duck River, it's a nine-hole course and costs $18, including a cart, $15 for veterans, and if you're 12 and under, it's free with a playing adult. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is located five minutes off I-24, off exit 105. The phone number is 931-945-0366. BioRenew Clinic is the place for you. Nutritional deficiencies are replaced to optimize your health and well-being. Services include bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, IV infusion, anti-aging, energy-enhancing detoxification, and immunity-boosting protocols. They're located at 803 North Thompson Lane, Suite 104 here in Murfreesboro. Phone number is 615-603-8957. That is BioRenew Clinic.
Welcome back to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. This is your host, Bill Wilson. Uh, and we've been joined in the studio with MTSU great and NFL veteran quarterback Kelly Holcomb. Thanks for coming in, man. I really appreciate you coming in and not standing me up like I thought you were going to do. Well, I should have probably took a nap <laughs> before I came in. I know I know one of your other guests took a nap before he came in one time. That's what he told me. Is that what he said? That is what he said. I wonder. Oh, oh, let's get back to this. I've got two more things. I want. We want to cover the playoff game. Or I was going to ask you what was more, what was, what was better, getting your name called. Hey, Hokum, you're starting her, or Hokum. Go in for so for for Peyton, or playing in that playoff game. What was, which one was better? Um, well, when I started out, I wasn't with Peyton, so I was with Harbaugh, and I remember having to go into that, go into a game, and then you know it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tampa was getting really good. That's when that's a few years before they won the Super Bowl, so. Uh, I can remember that day of, you know, Harbaugh getting hurt and I was backing him up and telling me, you've got to get ready. So that's kind of uh, that's it's a kind big of, deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. And, you know, obviously people remember me by the uh, by the playoff game when I played with the Browns. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was I, I had some I had some really. It's kind of crazy looking back on it. I had some really good games with the with the Cleveland Browns. If I could have just stayed healthy and if we could have just got some more pieces of the puzzle right uh you know i think we could have been really good i you know i I rehashed all that this past year when the browns finally made the playoffs last year and you know everybody was asking me because the last time we went to the playoffs i was starting for you know so yeah so i had to rehash all that but uh you know if we could have you know and and tim and myself were really good friends tim Uh, counts yeah we everybody thought that we were didn't like each other but we were really good friends we just you know we we just needed some more pieces around us, you know, to be successful. And I, I, I hate the way that we kind of got pitted against each other, especially, I don't know, you know, head coach-wise or whatever. You know, it, it was it's a situation where you don't really think that that's happening. But subconsciously, you know deep down that if I don't play good, he's going to put Tim in. And Tim said, well, if I don't play good, they're going to put Kelly in. So that was uh, – that kind of was not very good for either one of us. Right, right. You know. So it, yeah, yeah, but people people remember me for that game. I mean, I can remember having a five touchdown games against Cincinnati, and I had a six one dropped. If you know the six one gets caught, we probably win the game. Right. You know, I had a really good game against the Arizona Cardinals. There were some really good games that we had. You know, I had a really good game against Cincinnati when I played with Buffalo, where we were not very good and went down there, and they were good, and we ended up beating those guys. So, um, you know, I just it seems like you know because I, I I came here to to MTSU when I started as a true freshman. I missed one game because I broke my jaw because I couldn't my, – my You had it was, wired shut, didn't Yeah, you? my face was so swollen I couldn't get my helmet on. But that was really the only game I missed. And then I go to the pros and I get my opportunity. And every time I played, I ended up getting hurt. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's just – I guess but, it's just the way it was. But you stayed in there and Lord had different things for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. And I wish I would have taken things a little bit differently. I wish I'd have done. You know, there are some regrets that you have. I wish I could have done some things differently. But, hey, you know, it was what it – you know, it is what it right, is. Right, right. Well, let's talk about some high school football because I know there's somebody dear to your heart that's a uh, quarterback for the Riverdale Warriors. And let's talk about Friday night's game and what's it like having your son as a quarterback, Jameson, being the quarterback for the Riverdale Warriors, where I actually went to high school. Yeah. Uh, a great, great uh, high school, a great program. 
tell us about that. What what was it like? Because I know you've coached. You're not coaching there right now, or do you help? Yeah, out? yeah, no, no. You I do? still coach there. Yeah, I've, What's I've it been like? there for I guess eight eight or nine years now. I think I. I I just got involved because I, you know, I've told you this before. I, I, I wanted to be around young kids to kind of mentor them. I didn't right. really care about the football aspect, although I do love football and I wanted to, you know, teach kids the game. I didn't. That's that's the reason that I got in it just to just to help mentor those those guys. But yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been good. I, I, you know, sometimes I wish that I wasn't. I wonder if somebody could do it better than me, you know, with my son. You know, he gets. Uh, you know, we both get upset at each other every now and then. I'm sure. Uh, but you leave it there on the yeah we I try to I mean uh, the first year you know we had a we had a deal where you know I got really angry and then I had to learn it, it kind of set me back to say hey I got to coach a little bit different you know because kids nowadays don't take to yelling very good you know no. and and I don't even I don't really know looking back on I don't know if that really works it's you know that's the way that I grew up. Did Boots yell? You played with him. No, Boots. he didn't really. He, right. he wasn't a yeller, and my quarterback coach wasn't a yeller, but they got their point across. Right, you know, coach, right. coach Donnelly would yell at you, but, you know, they got their point across. But, uh, you know, this time in, in his life, Jameson is better than I was. You know, it's it's unfortunate that he's got my build, you know, because when I, when I came here to MTSU, I was 157 pounds. I gained 50 pounds in college. Wow, I, was six, I didn't know I that. was 6 foot, 157 pounds when I came to uh, MTSU and uh but then you you grew yeah i mean i gained 50 pounds i mean i gained through I, I grew three inches and i gained yeah. 50 pounds in college right uh, so i was like 205 when i left so uh yeah it was uh it was crazy i just could not gain i just could not gain weight and unfortunately that's that's his i mean but but at this stage in his life and it's because he's been around me he's better than i was at this age i mean he's really accurate with the football right uh, he understands the game, um, you know, just from watching film with me and understanding, you know, it's about – and I learned this from Coach Donnelly and I've taught him this. I mean, you know, it's always a numbers game. I mean, they've, got, they've if they got you outnumbered to one side, you go to the other side. Right, I mean, right. they've always got one more guy than you can – then you can protect because of the quarterback or they all, all, always put another guy to one side or they can't even it up, but – you know they'll walk a guy out and leave another guy in. You know, so he right. he he understands all that stuff. That that stuff wasn't that sophisticated when I played in high school. So it is now. What? Let me ask you this: What's the keys to the game for? What do you think the keys to the game are? Well, I mean, we just got to get over that. We just got to get over this deal. I mean, Oakland's really good. I mean, they've won two two of the last three state two championships. Close, two yeah. close calls well, in the last two, two games. That's correct. I mean, they had. Um, you know, you watched the film and. You know, CPA kid had, you know, they had two guys open in the end zone. He got kind of tunnel vision, and he got hit by the Sam linebacker. And right. all he had to do was do a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook and, and throw it up. But, right. uh, you know, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's, right. you know, it used to be Riverdale. Now it's Oakland right now. I mean, right, we had, it's right. been a while since Riverdale has beat Oakland. And uh, they're really good. They're good for a reason. Uh, you know, our defense can stack up with them. Uh, you know, offensively, we lost a lot of people last year, and that's – People don't understand that. I mean, we're seven and zero, but I mean, you know, we we played, we played Shevel, Shelbyville, Shovel, Shovel, yeah, from Fayetteville. <laughs> I'm from Shovel, but uh, we played them, and uh, I, there was one time out there on the football field, Jameson and our right tackle Jelani Lyles were the only guys that played last year for us. There were nine new guys on the on the football field for us, and we normally we've you know we've started seven. Right. New guys at the since the beginning of the year, so we lost four of our you know we've lost four of our starters, starters. five offensive linemen. We lost two of our really good receivers that went on to college. So, 
you know, there's been a lot of gaps that we've had to fill. So, right. you know, that's not easy to do, especially in high school football. And you got, um, you know, you got a team that's really heavily loaded on defense. I mean, they've got everybody back. And yeah, Riddle's defense is. I've heard yeah, I mean we're really uh, they're they're really good. So that you know they're going to have to keep us in the game, and then you know they've done that all year, and then we've we've been able to learn, we've been able to start making plays on our own. So right. you know, and they and they've done a really good job of holding people down. I mean, literally, we've had twenty seven points scored on us the whole year. So I think it's I think That's we've unreal. outscored, I think we've outscored our opponents two hundred twenty seven to twenty seven. Which wow, is, which is crazy, but it, I mean, it's crazy. because our our defense is really is really good. So that you know, we're going to have to, you know, we got two really good defenses, and then offensively, they're just you know, they got Jordan James. He's really good. So right. you so know, we're we'll more see. points than them, right? Yeah, Score. well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I mean, is hey, it at Riverdale or is it at Oakland? It's at Oakland. It's at Oakland. So man, I, I can remember being a football manager back in, when Coach Watts with Coach reckless Watts, abandon. Yeah. Uh, he would uh, we would play at MTSU and the the turf was about like that it was on concrete it was very tough I played on that turf it was awful man I've been hit that's where I got knocked out that one time so well well, you got anything you want to say you want to give a shout out to Lori or anything Say I'm good. Honey, I just I'm coming home. Hey, I just, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> Lord willing. Hey, I appreciate Kelly, you having me on, Bill. Thanks, thanks man. brother. Thanks for ha- uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for all the listeners and everybody viewing. This is the Mister Murfreesboro Show. We'll be back next week. Michael Lynn will be here as well. God bless you. of Rutherford County and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Tennessee Highway Patrol says one person was killed and another injured when a flash flood swept a car off a road in Van Buren County. The incident happened Wednesday night when flash flood warnings were issued across the mid-state. Authorities say two people were in a car in Spencer when floodwaters swept away. Schools in Van Buren County will be closed through next Wednesday.